Welcome to the forecast with Gary Lezak. Bob Lyons is here as well. I've returned. I've returned. He's been on a few times, so we'll talk about that. Hey, listen, uh, thank you for watching on YouTube and on your podcast, wherever you're listening to it. But uh, again, it is sponsored by, the forecast is sponsored by Results Personal Fitness. Give them a show. There's the show. See that? See yep. that? There you and I just that's how you worked know. out. It just did back, traps, and shoulders. Ooh, that's a day. I know. Okay. It was, and it was intense. We did about 30 sets, and it was pretty good. David Schlossman out at Results has been my trainer for 20 years, and he keeps me in great shape. Does so. great. You look great. So re- and you're still bringing this energy today after that workout? I know, it's exa- and I need, probably need some water, to be honest with you. So you're going to have to do some talking today. <laughs> Results Personal Fitness is one of our sponsors. Another one is Uphold Home. Uphold your independence in your home. If you're getting on into your golden years, uh, this is a great way to be able to stay at home, get a fitness expert, a health expert. You actually optimize your health by staying at home, and it's less expensive than going into a home. So keep that wow. in mind. Uh, it's really cool. Uphold home. Like a, an all-encompassing option kind of concept? Yeah, you, you get to stay at home, and then by eating healthier, having a fitness expert, you get in better shape than you've been sure. in the golden years. A great I like system. That. That's fantastic. That's you kind like of that? brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Makes me want. I, mean, I don't have a sponsor. Yeah, well, you came with two sponsors today. I, I have zero. You can you can come in and sponsor sponsor us. Well, right? ca- yeah, I always kind of wanted to be a pitch man. I don't know what I would pitch for though. Well, let's. let's if you had a, if we had a dream sponsor, who would your dream sponsor be? Weather twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> well, that's our company. <laughs> well, isn't that it? That's kind of logistically and technically accurate as is. Yeah. Today it's going to be an interesting topic. We're going to talk about weather. Tornadoes. What is a tornado? Yeah. Severe weather awareness week is coming up the first week of March. We'll talk a little bit about uh, my experience. We're going to do that. You have some questions for me? Oh, I have a whole bag full of questions. Hold you on. Look, oh, I'm patient. I so can be patient. We'll get to that. Um, the weather pattern is cycling right on schedule. This year's pattern is about seven weeks long. There was just a snowstorm that hit Minnesota, a major snowstorm. It's a beast right now. And the mayor of Minnesota was panicking the city. He was literally, there was a panic. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's Minneapolis. It's a major snowstorm. It's Minneapolis. Yeah, it's you guys much get major snowstorms. The standard. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so he it's goes, called this, winter. Is, this is historic. We need to prepare now. Well, do you know what's amazing? The mayor and everyone forgets what happens real recently. Sure. It's a 51-day cycle. That's top secret information. I know. Wow. Okay. Are, is this safe to be putting on the airways? Yeah, yeah. It's too late. It's out there. It's out there. Seven, okay. seven weeks, but it oscillates. The pattern's oscillating. Minneapolis just had a major snowstorm at the end of February, okay? And what happened 51 days before? January tell 2nd? us, Gary. I don't, don't know. You I don't know. know. You got to tell January me. January 2nd to January 5th. January 2nd January 5th. Uh, it was, was it they cold had a here? snowstorm. Did they have three inches of snow? I don't know. More? Are we doing a higher or lower game? Eight inches of snow? Is this a, is this a Drew Carey? How about a foot? A foot? They had a foot of snow? No. no. January 2nd okay. to January 5th, in the second cycle of this year's LRC, mm-hmm. Minneapolis had a historic snowstorm. Get out of here. 15 inches officially. Really? Up to a foot and a half in the city. Yep. Okay. And that happened 50. So they've had 50 days to prepare. This is what Weather 2020 does. You have... 50 days to prepare for these events. Get out of here. And this week coming up, there's going to be a severe weather outbreak set up 
that we also predicted 50 days ago. So pretty impressive. Yeah. That's kind of incredible. So what? What? Okay. What was the mayor's definitions of historic? Or uh, do we know? He, he is it? Is it's like, probably just at my, this time in February. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, I've watched it happen all the time. You know, when Al Rooker comes on and says, "Half of the United States, two hundred million people are in the path of sure. of this storm." I'm like, "Oh, come on!" So, <laughs> can I? I, I want to start firing off questions right out the gate at you because this. The interesting thing here is, so we t- we didn't make it here for two weeks because the winter weather here in uh, Kansas City, we weren't able to get here to the studio to do this, right? So obviously the weather kind of affects everything. It was sort of a severe-ish concept. So you obviously have a very interesting relationship with the concept of, of severe weather. What we're saying here with, with the mayor, it's, it's hard because you are always forced, you kind of have to marry the concept of entertainment with safety, with weather, how do you, you know, because viewership matters. That's an inevitability in the media game, so we totally understand that. But I, I imagine there were times you, when you're on air and you're like, oh, should I be on air? There are time, probably times you wanted to be on air and maybe they wouldn't let you on air. How do you balance that? How do you, with, with something as delicate as lives hanging in the balance? You know? right, and we're really talking about tornado coverage. Is that what you're bringing up? Sure. I mean, thunderstorms, yeah. tornado. Tornado coverage is, is probably seems to be the bulk of it, right? Which we're coming up on seasonal. Yeah, you know, usually the first week of March is Severe Weather Awareness Week around Kansas City. Okay. And then depending on the week, it might vary in other parts of the country. But uh, March, April, and May is when severe weather usually ramps up. Why do we have severe weather season to begin with? Well, you have the Rocky Mountains to the west, and you have the Gulf of Mexico, this huge body of warm air. Sure. That's the fuel for thunderstorms, this warm, moist air in the Gulf of Mexico. These geographic boundaries are unique to the United States. When they're the north-south Rocky Mountains, when the flow comes off the Pacific, it goes upslope over the Sierra Nevada, down into the deserts and into the Intermountain West, then goes back up over the Rocky Mountains and down. Wow. And it's usually dry and warmer and drier air as it descends into West Texas, Western Kansas, and it creates these things that are called the dry line. But anyway, the flow comes over the Rocky Mountains with energy, and it brings up, when there's a storm, it pulls moisture out of the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. If there was not a warm body of air down to our south, we would not have tornadoes as frequently. Uh Aha. The Rocky Mountains and the Gulf of Mexico, those boundaries create the conditions for Tornado Alley and what's sometimes called Tornado Dixie Alley in the southeastern United States. Oh, that's a funny name. Okay. and so this area, uh, you know, the United States has 75% of the tornadoes of the world. Did you know that? That is an insane statistic. 75% of all tornadoes in the world. Is there a, is there a theory? And all of the strong ones. Is, well, well, okay. So, well, real quick, the, the ingredients for a tornado, like the perfect ingredients are what? Hot and cold air. Right? It's really just when they mix. Well. <laughs> Am I, I mean, I'm simplifying the and bejesus out of this. let me introduce Bob Lyons to you. <laughs> Bob Lyons is not a meteorologist. <laughs> what? See, this is. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> and computer science, yeah. Tell us. Hot tell and us, cold are a very different topic. Tell us your background real science. quick, and then we'll get to that. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I have a degree in computer science and computer engineering. Should I leave with the engineering? Everybody always thinks the engineering, the engineering was hard. It's so all maybe impressive. I, I guess. And then I did a, a minor in mathematics because it just kind of 
It comes along with the baggage well, of doing all that other stuff. I had stuff. a minor in mathematics. Too. Did you really? Yeah, major in meteorology. See, this this yeah. is an interesting concept too. Gosh, I feel like we, we always have so many things to discuss because this is a we're off track right now already. But we'll get back on. I promise. So the the concept there's a lot of individuals on air who there is a degree in just uh, meteorology like broadcasting, right? Versus you have a degree in the science of atmospheric sciences, right? Right. Very so that's a that's a bachelor's of science from a university, but you entered entered into this entire profession from a scientific perspective, but then you also were able to do it on the air. Yeah. There's a lot of people who want to be on the air right. and then try to get the meteorological background, right? Which right. is okay. I'm not I'm not adding an opinion into that. Yeah, I basically got an engineering degree pretty much. Sure. At the University yeah. of Oklahoma. We had to take calculus one, calculus two, calculus three, are, engine math ones. one, engine integrals. math two. Yeah. And because I minored in math, I took intro to analysis, and I almost yeah. got a math degree. I was probably one class short of a math degree. Sure. So I was that close. I probably yeah. could have just taken one more Chucked class. in a few hours, yeah. But I got my meteorology degree. I wanted to be – I wanted to talk about the weather. I didn't necessarily want to be on TV. I was scared to death of it. That's a whole other topic. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. But, uh, That's kind of an interesting but, one, yeah. But when I first started my career, Gary England in Oklahoma was yeah. in the movie Twister. Gary England is a good friend to this day of mine. He retired about uh, a, about a 10 years or ago or so. About It's been 10 years because the El Reno and more Oklahoma tornadoes were in uh, 2013, 10 years ago. And after that is when he retired. It was a really... Interesting time of his life, but uh, what, what he, was his career then? Was he on air? Or? He was on air. Okay, chief gotcha. meteorologist, KWTV Channel Nine, Oklahoma City. Sure, okay, and an icon down there. Yeah, he'll be it's a great. Market. He's he's one of the more famous meteorologists of all times. But Gary taught me as my mentor how to do severe weather coverage. Sure, I learned what I learned from Gary England is immense. I mean. Um, he's one of my mentors, and he literally taught me the best way to do severe weather. And I, by having that, by learning, and, and I, I covered a tornado once. I had a raw radar where I saw a tornado once. That's a whole other story. And I was like, wait a second, that's 87 mile per hour winds because it had two Gosh. folds on the radar. Yeah. A fold on the radar, by the way, is I think it was like, 29 miles per hour when it went to 29 it had to fold and go back to one and so when it went twice uh it, it was 58 miles per hour and i saw two folds and wow. almost to the okay. max of that which is 87 miles per hour and i said 87 miles per hour towards the radar and 87 miles per hour away from the radar right next to each other i was like that looks like sharing, it might be yeah. a tornado Oof. and it was it was in the village uh, in the Oklahoma City area of the village, there's a small little tornado, but I actually saw it on radar. It was very interesting. But Gary England taught me how to detect them and then how to cover them. Yeah. And so I came to Kansas City in 1992. You know, Mike Thompson was chief meteorologist at the station then, so I didn't do a lot of severe weather coverage. And then when I became chief meteorologist in 1998, 1999 at KSHB in Kansas City, that's when I started doing tornado coverage. Sure. And okay. So, um, well, what did Garrett, what was his, what was his biggest piece of advice? What, what do you think you took away from it most that, I mean, obviously you have your own flair. There's, there's a Lezak flair personality into it. I, he did something that, that, uh, all chief meteorologists 
could probably learn from. Uh, you, 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 you're when when you're the chief meteorologist, you're the expert right now while the tornado is approaching or or not. Sure. And so you're the authority, and then the anchor team, which is usually the authority of the news, the anchor man, the anchor woman, and at KSHB, it's Kevin. Holmes and Dia Wall right now, and oh, they're, yeah. they're amazing. And uh, they're the anchor team, so when there's breaking news, they're going to lead. When there's breaking weather, the meteorologist needs to lead because you're the expert at this. And so I learned from Gary England that you're the lead. You take over. At the same time, I've learned to delegate. So I toss to meteorologist A or B or C. Sure. I toss to the anchors. I say, can we take a look at this sky view? Whoa, look at that. That's a wall cloud. It looks like a tornado is developing. And then we'll, I'll say, guys, can you stick with that? I'm sort of helping the producers and the directors. Yeah. It's just something I learned from Gary England, and I was really good at that. Yeah, the delegation scene... It, from a viewer's perspective, it always seemed you were able to say, okay, individual so-and-so, can you show us this? But then you're obviously, because you have a ton of streams of data coming into you, just I imagine attacking your senses as you're, you're trying to be on air at the same time. You're trying to project an air of confidence, but hopefully not irrationality, right? right. But it gives you time to then ingest that stream of data, make better decisions while somebody else is able to handle the on-air presence for a moment, right? Right. So that's got to be a handy skill to be able to, Delegation well, sometimes is a, you a key need a component because you might be on for four hours, and so gosh, four hours or longer, of just vamping. Just some of, some of these meteorologists, when there's a hurricane approaching, they're Man. on they're on for seventy two straight hours. Now, granted, sure. they take I'm sure they take shifts. So you asked earlier what causes a tornado: hot and cold air. You know that's when we right. distracted yeah. a little bit. Okay? Sure, <laughs> hot and cold air coming together is one thing, but it's really. It's air masses clashing. Yeah. Okay. And what causes a thunderstorm to form, the air has to rise. So when a cold front or a dry line, a convergence boundary, a cold front is where the wind shifts from the south to the north. It's the leading. A cold front is literally that the front of the cold air. Sure. So as a cold front approaches, you have the winds meeting at the surface. The north winds meeting the south winds, and at the ground, the air can't go down. Right. Right? Yeah. So when the air converges together, there has to go up. When it rises, uh, the temperature is directly related to the pressure. The pressure is going to fall. And as a result, um, you end up with condensation and clouds and maybe a thunderstorm will form. Sure. Okay. Once you have a thunderstorm form, this is something that's interesting. I believe every single thunderstorm rotates. Every oh, single one. Okay. Okay. I believe that. It's just I've how quick? <laughs> I've seen the weakest ones when you see the core, the thunderstorm dies, and there's the core in the middle where the air is rising straight up in the middle of a thunderstorm. When you see a dust devil in the field, when there's a little swirl of wind, you look up, look closely, you'll see it's being caused by this column of air going up, and the air naturally rotates around it. Okay, yeah. So you have a circulation, even if it's very weak, in almost every single thunderstorm. But in the most powerful thunderstorms, the supercells, that's when the air rises straight up so fast, maybe up to 100 miles per hour, that the air starts spinning real fast. The pressure drops extremely low, and you get your tornado. So what – this is a physics question. You know, having the engineering background, I did a lot of physics. What creates a greater intensity? Is it the greater temperature differential? 
Is it a, a more volume of air, a greater mass of air? What makes something, what makes a tornado better or worse or more dangerous or more treacherous? Well, on, or on the worst outbreak days, you have conditions where the atmosphere is has a natural rotation. You have a southeast wind at the surface, a south wind just above the surface, a southwest wind at really high speeds, okay, yeah. maybe at 10,000 to 20,000 feet up. And that natural rotation exists. So when you have an updraft and a thunderstorm forms, it takes that natural rotation, and we can identify what that is, and that leads to the more likely tornadoes. Wow. But when you're on television, Bob, 80 to 90% of tornado warnings are false alarms. Sure, but preparation is key is that right. what we're going off of right yeah. you have to take these threats because it's, it's difficult you might want to give a little insight too because i don't know, maybe there's confusion uh you once had a funny tweet about tacos right for for a watch versus a warning right can you tell us what what makes this what it's an ingredients versus a finished product right Th this spring i'm expecting a few uh additional threats than the last few years kansas city has had a very quiet stretch the whole spookily so is tornado it? alley has been very quiet for yeah. about four years That's a strange thing i often say each year oh this year is going to be more active but for four years in a row it has not been right i see stronger signs this year for it to be more active so ooh, another um, gutsy call over and, here and okay weather, and weather 2020 has identified the top 11 severe weather setups one of which is coming through in this first week of march You've done great analysis on our we weather 2020 we're putting out we're doing a lot of work with severe weather it's it's because there's a lot of interest in it understandably so and and i feel like it's some of your best results have been through uh cyclic analyses of of severe weather right. threats well the weather pattern is cycling severe weather setups are cycling Hurricanes are related to other indications that happened earlier. We have a big prediction for one around middle, around the second week of September this year to hit Florida between Daytona Beach and Miami. That's a whole other story. And severe weather and everything. For sure, yeah. The whole world has uh, the LRC literally describes that. So, but uh, where well, we, we describe, so we talk about threats though, right? Because right. this is the, the concept of a, of a watch versus a warning. So, we we've discussed a couple of times on here how in, in the LRC it's we're looking for the recurrence of conditions that will drive weather to reoccur, right? right. So it's not always a hundred percent guarantee of like, okay, this happened in cycle one, two, and and henceforth it's guaranteed to happen in cycle three and four. It means those conditions are gonna repeat and sure there's the potential for other influences which may cause them to be more or less severe, right? So we we look at this from like the recurrence of our severe weather forecast, what what you're doing. We're saying the conditions are recurring. Something bad could happen, so you, it's an increased threat, right? Right. And so the National Weather Service now is a threat level from what one to one to five, one to five, and, and it's, they call them marginal risk for a level one, slight right. risk for a level two, uh, a enhanced slight risk is a level three, a moderate risk is a level four, and a high risk is a level five. And that's a more recent concept. I don't feel like I remember that growing up that that they. Had a numerical scale. All those scale. other five, it used to just be high risk, moderate risk, slight risk. Right. But in a slight risk day, which is a level two, it could be it could have conditions favorable for a major strong tornado. It's just that we're not sure they're going to develop. Thunderstorms sure. are going to form. If thunderstorms form in that environment, uh oh, now we're in trouble, and that has happened. Yeah. Um, so there have been a couple of big days. One of the big more Oklahoma tornadoes was started out with a slight risk, and it got enhanced, but. But yes, the conditions are there. And just to, on an LRC note, 
the conditions might be there for a winter storm on December right. 5th. And then when it yep. cycles back through at the end of January, conditions will be favorable for a winter storm again. But sure. when that pattern cycles back through in July, it's not going to be a winter storm. Okay, <laughs> Of course. But yeah. the conditions that produce that winter storm will still be cycling through and when they do, maybe you just get a cold front in July. Right, that makes sense. So it's more so, seasonal. Yeah. So, but that's that's what goes on. But, but that's a, that's a that's a watch too. So we were sort of talking about the concept of a watch versus a warning. A watch right. is the conditions are favorable. Something right. could happen. You should be alert like your and aware. Tacos. Yes, indeed. Yeah, versus so, a warning, which means this is something right. is happening. It's a confirmed right. event. So the tacos analogy is you have you have the lettuce. And it's sitting there on a plate, and the cheese, and the the taco meat, whether it's chicken or regular Taco Bell taco meat. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, is that a brand? And, and tomatoes. Can we get a sponsorship? <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. Uh, but you have four, you have four, five, six ingredients you want to put in your tacos. So there it is. You have a watch. Conditions are favorable for. Uh, uh, taco, right, right, and you have all your conditions there, and now um, will they come together? And then someone puts them together, and all of a sudden you have a taco. Sure. And then we have a taco warning, and, and that, one exists, and that's that's just the reality. All right, and that's when. So, techno. Let me let me ask you this. I, I shouldn't make these assumptions. I assume if a warning is occurring, you better be on air warning people. Correct. Right. So I guess what is the threshold that you recall from like your broadcasting career of like, okay, break into everybody's favorite show. You're going to have to endure the tweets and the, the, the tweet storm of like, I can't believe you. You cut into my favorite show the, of doctors, you know, marrying each other to make sure that uh, I saw that it was raining outside. I mean, this is a common complaint from like the general public of like, I can't believe you're doing this or the, the that maybe you're being too... Uh, I don't know, a little too volatile on this. And it's a, you're threatening that this is all going to be bad when in all actuality. Because people have a tendency, I feel like, to think that they are the center of the universe. Okay. Right. So there's a lot of people sitting there like, well, nothing happened to me. So I am annoyed that you cut into my programming to watch because somebody else might be under a, a warning or a, or a higher increased threat. Right. right. So what was that threshold from, from a broadcasting perspective? When did they say, all right, Gary, Get on the air, or get off the air, or or whatever. And did you have a preference? I mean, um, it 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 can depend. You know, I've got my mindset on what needs to be done, but um, some tornado warnings could look worse than other tornado warnings. Sure. Um, but it, let's say there's a tornado warning for northeast of Kansas City, for example. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's out over rural areas between Chillicothe and the Iowa border. Right. But it's technically the viewing area of Kansas City. Sure. There's a tornado warning. You should be on. You just have to explain this is over mostly rural areas. Right. But if you do live in this area, there is a potential for a tornado. And so you come on and you explain that. Then what what happens is people in Overland Park in Kansas City are like, why am I missing my program? This tornado (laughs) warning is in... Over a farm in northern Missouri, this is ridiculous. Certainly. Why are we doing the same coverage? Well, it's a possible tornado warning. And I have been on where there actually is a tornado and we can see it. And people yeah. in Kansas City are still upset. And then I have to come on the air yeah. and, and say, listen, I know a few of you are upset, but there is a tornado. Okay? <laughs> there was one. We have damage. Okay? I know it missed your house. You can watch your program another day. 
See, I I feel like maybe that's why you had a good a, a successful career because the realization that like I understand some of you might not like that I'm on on the air telling you this right now. There's going to be other people that are incredibly grateful, you know, and that's where the balance has to come from. Okay. Because you don't want to be looking back and saying, I wish I would have went on the air and right. maybe fewer people well, would have gotten hurt or less damage would have been. Especially if someone was killed. Then that's never happened to me. Okay? Sure, yeah. Um, it's good news. if I wasn't on and there was a tornado warning, there's never been a situation where I was like, oh my gosh, someone died and I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't there to help. So you err on the side of caution. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, on Linwood, Kansas Day, the entire Kansas City... Television network from just all recently, four right? to, that was May 28, 2019. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, Linwood, Kansas got hit. The tornado touched down near Lawrence and it, it got became an EF4 tornado on the west side of Linwood. It's a, and it's a big event. We, we had a with the National Weather Service and all of the TV stations and other emergency management, it was a great system. And the LRC actually helped. We knew that day was coming weeks before. And so yeah. when it arrived the day before, we identified it as a very good chance of a tornado that day, and it ended up happening. But regardless of the advanced setup and warning that exists with the LRC, that day was a coordinated effort by everyone, and no one died which with an EF4 tornado destroying that's homes. incredible. So, so that's always good news. Now, it could have been a little bit stronger, and sometimes when it becomes an EF5 tornado, then houses are just completely destroyed, and lives are probably going to get lost if you're not underground. Oh, yeah, so for sure. In Kansas City, we do have basements, so we always recommend to go into your basement in that situation. But, but yeah, it's it's intense. It's difficult. Um, there, It's reality TV. It is reality it's TV. It's a good way of putting it. At its most intense. That's so when you very see, raw. And when you see your reality TV shows, okay, that have been on, like Big Brother, my favorite show. Oh, okay. <laughs> on CBS. You know. I, I don't uh, think but, I knew uh, that. Uh, RuPaul, I love that reality TV show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Drag Race? Yeah, yeah. Drag, RuPaul's Drag Race. I love that. Uh, but these reality shows, it, it's real It's real life. It's real TV. But uh, for tornado coverage, it is raw. We are on, and it's intense. And if there really is a tornado, which happens... Rarely, sure. May fourth, two thousand three. May twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. March the sixth, I think two thousand seventeen. I think it was. Um, these bigger days in Kansas City, there's actually a tornado. It's difficult. I now know there's a tornado, and if it's heading towards Kansas City, I know people that are now on the path, and it becomes an emotional experience oh, yeah. for me broadcasting it. So it becomes real intense, and it's extremely challenging. And when there isn't a tornado or aftermath of a tornado, it looks like we start repeating ourselves over and over again. But watch any breaking news. It's always repeated over and over and over again. Yeah. And if you don't like it, switch the channel. <laughs> do not, do not, I, I don't think you do this anymore. Switch the channel, okay? <laughs> One of these buttons. Yeah. yeah. So just lines. switch the channel and uh, don't. It's, it's, it's tough. Because it is reality television with very real consequences. That's the irony. Like, reality television is produced to right. some degree and whatever, and there's an outcome or whatever. But, like, it's not going to affect your day-to-day -day life. This is reality television with real consequences that happen to people you know, people around you. Uh, that's that's a big burden. I mean, that's a burden to carry, man. It's, it is. I don't know. I, it, 
I don't know a lot of people who can really navigate that situation, uh, like so to be on air for that long, right? Taking in that much data and then trying to convey it to people and, and right. save lives. You know, Baba, I think I was really good at it, but I didn't like it. Oh, well, yeah. sure. Yeah. Who who wants to? I we don't. You know, I just want to get you excited about the weather. And when we're in those situations, I think I, as I said, I think I'm really good at it. Yeah, but. I I would you know it's I'd rather have us not have to cut into programming and not have a tornado risk. That's fair. So, but uh, the last thing last thing we want to do is just for me, last thing I want to do. Yeah, it's uh it's an unfortunate reality of just being you know we're all sort of victim to Mother Nature here I suppose. Yeah. And so, but I I think it's good in the end that obviously we've built a system around the concept of trying to alert people. It's unfortunate that there's always going to be people who think that if you're on air, you you know, you're trying to be fear mongering or you're on air unnecessarily or that you have something to gain from being on the air. Never once ever in my entire career that I ever come on the air because just to be honest. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Just to fill an ego. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there are feel, times there's competition. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of lunatic would you have to be to be like, well, uh, you know what? It's raining outside. I can't wait to just get on the air. I'm on the air every night. I'm Gary Lezak. Everybody knows my name. Why, why do I need this night now to break in and, and like right. fake coverage? Right. Exactly. I, the, the fact that this has been like a, a prescribed concept or pathology is. I know. Mind numbing. But how. Now I've retired from TV, so I don't, I'm, it's up to those guys. I, <laughs> that's a fair point, and, and, it's, and, it, and I just know it's extremely challenging. It's oh easy. sure, man. Well, Maybe. I always thought you did well from a from a viewer perspective, because the the truth is, you know, you do get glued. To, I I was a viewer. You get glued to the television because I don't know what's going on. I mean, that's I, right. And so here's news directors. You say you get glued to television. So so sometimes I think the tornado threat is over, and I'm probably right. Sure. I, I think I would make that decision. The thunders. First of all, there have been times where the thunderstorm has dissipated. There's no more thunderstorm. Oh okay. There's no chance of a tornado. It is gone now. Okay. The thunderstorm has dissipated. All right. Although there were, you have to be careful because as the thunderstorm is dissipating, the tornado might be the last part of it that's spinning out. Okay. Just know that. Ooh, that'd be tough. Yeah. Don't say this is not going to hit a town. Okay. I made that mistake once in my oh, career. Oh, my. For one time. It's <laughs> a rough mistake, man. I, I don't man. want to go there. Yeah. But only once a long time ago. But I learned. And, uh, you know, but there's times where, okay, hey, everyone, the risk is over. The thunderstorms are gone. And uh, stay with KSHB 41 or whatever, and we'll keep you advised. Okay, and then I go off, and the news director, oh, my gosh, get back on, get back on, get back on. I'm like, what? We have to come back on? Because the competitors are still on. Yeah. The viewers are scared. They're still, uh, they're switching now to the other channels. Right. So you, there's a balance there. So maybe I would go off too early, even though the threat was over. Sure. But you have to think about the threat is over, but now you might need to spend the next 10 minutes, anybody who's coming over to find out, is the threat really over? Maybe you spend 10 more minutes explaining that the threat's over. And then you can go, if the thunderstorms are truly gone, you can go off the air. Right. However, if there's lightning and thunder and there's still thunderstorms, people are freaked out. And after you've had a tornado warning, you tend to stay on a little bit longer. I, understandably so, I would say. There's a little a hangover, a threat hangover. Yeah. But okay, so in the business, everybody has a boss. 
right? I'm sure you had multiple bosses throughout years. I, I understand. I'm sure you can't get into detail. <laughs> You're looking at me nervously. You don't have to be nervous. I'm not trying to get you to call out names or any, anything in particular. But I have to assume that every single director has a different threshold then too of like stay on the air, get off the air. Why aren't you on the air? Why are you on the air right now? Right. So that's its own balancing concept right. w within like a, a occupational standard, right? Right. And the news director and the general manager, they are the bosses. Right. And so if they want you on, then you should stay on. And, sure. And then you can talk to them afterwards if you felt like we did the right thing or not. But regardless, one thing that's a fact, regardless of what decisions are made, all right, after the event... There have been times, and I'll just do one example. May fourth, okay. May fourth, two thousand three. Wow, okay. That was a day uh, tornado started touching down near Linwood, right near. Actually, it started coming down near the Nebraska Furniture Mart and the Legends out there. Oh wow! While the Nebraska Furniture Mart wasn't built yet; it was just a parking lot. Sure, okay. The Kansas Speedway was being built. This is May fourth, two thousand three, and so. There is this video that I need to go find of a rear flank downdraft, which is this hundred mile per hour wind that's whipping through the car that by the car that's sitting there in the parking lot watching this. And as this rear flank downdraft hits, he pans over to the right. This wind is like blowing so strongly. And then there's the tornado. Wow. It comes down the woodlands at the time, captures yeah. the tornado. The horse track. Yeah, yeah the, the, the dog track. Dog, dog track, I'm dog sorry. Dog yeah. track and Crazy. horse track. Yeah. Um, the woodland surveillance camera picks up the tornado. It's amazing. And you can see a, a horizontal tube going up the side of that tornado, which is a strong one. It became an EF4. Golly, one, really? One or two people were killed, one person directly by the tornado. Whoa. It blasted a Gladstone community as it, after it crossed the river. Yeah. Hit Liberty and then lifted. I remember that. It hit Liberty uh, uh, up around William Jewell College. Yes. Yeah, it wiped out like a whole slew of stuff. They yeah. had damage that day. And so I had our team, our weather team there at noon that day. Okay, yeah. And we were ready because we just knew all the conditions were favorable. We did a really good job. And the next day, the Kansas City Star, or two days later, did an article oh, no. on it. And they said that Gary Lezak did a great job. Oh, okay. Whew. And they did all these things. No, no but then, then the ratings came out. Oh. So we did really well, and that was that reporter's observation. Then he saw we were in last place. Oh, wow. And he said... Oh, as a, after all, I thought that they did a good job, but they actually were the worst. Look at the ratings. When we might have been the best, Jeez. but we were the worst yeah. in the ratings. Yeah. And so I get called in. What went wrong? I'm like, nothing went wrong. We did fan We were the only team that was there four hours early. Yeah, right. So we didn't have a helicopter that had the tornado. Ah, was that a piece of it? That's got to be a, one of the things. A component. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to, what are you going to watch? So really <laughs> I mean, seeing a tornado from the air now, is spectacular. You, Johnny Rollins is amazing. I worked with him at Channel 4 yeah. years ago, and he and I had just this great chemistry on the air. And it's He's great. He's a hoot. Unmatched He's chemistry. almost as good a shape as you, mate. Know, yeah, he's, he's he, a beefcake. He, yeah. He's amazing. But Johnny uh, is is an expert at, at chasing these things. Yeah. But the last four years, ask Johnny. He's like had almost no work. Just twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, no yeah. So this year it might be different. I mean, that's good though, right? Yeah. I mean, because that means nobody's getting hurt. Things it's aren't getting destroyed. Great. Yeah. My list of favorite kinds of weather. Okay. Tornadoes, <laughs> smack on the bottom. 
Jeez. Who wants a tornado? Right. Only, st- only storm chasers want a tornado. Yeah, yeah. Or just chaotic lunatics. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And, and storm chasers are, are weirdos. Because let me just tell you, most of them. Well, because, sure. Well, because Is it an adrenaline junkie no, thing? Because, what are we looking at? Because they're like... Oh my gosh! They're hoping for an EF5 tornado. Yeah, okay? they want right. an EF5 tornado. Right, and then when it happens, it's heading towards the town. They're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, they throw in this little caveat. Oh yeah. boy! Even though they, it's fast. They've been wanting it to happen yeah. forever. Yeah, I shouldn't have called them weirdos. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. It's an interesting hobby. It's a hobby, right? I, you can't make money as a storm I, chaser. I saw one tornado, and I hope to never see another one. Oh, where'd you see it? Where was it? It was my brother and I went chasing when I switched from Channel Four to Channel Forty One back in nineteen ninety nine. We went chasing in Southwest Kansas and Sitka, Kansas. Wow! It was an EF three tornado coming right That's towards us. That's a big us. one. And it was, oh, I was so scared. I was going like, oh yeah, I was going like ninety miles an hour down the road to get out of it. Yeah, I don't and blame my you. My brother, my brother's like, Gary, you can stop. It's crossing the road. <laughs> I'm and not I wish stopping, I would have stopped so I could have watched it. But instead, I was going beeline towards Oklahoma. Well, that's just that's I, rational I was, safety. I Gary. was scared. Yeah. I was afraid. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah. Seeing something like, I mean, that just seems unbelievably supernatural. Did I answer your questions? Yeah, I think so. You know, look, man, I'm always going to want you to take the bait to get more dramatic and more gossipy because the broadcasting industry as a whole is an interesting onion that I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about but don't get a lot of answers. But I understand, too, like you had a great career. You did a great job. You have a great relationship. You have a lasting relationship with a lot of individuals in the business. Obviously, you don't want to go, we're not out here to sling mud. I don't blame you. Not to imply there is mud. <laughs> I'm not implying <laughs> oh, there's any on, mud. Bob. I mean, you know, I, but it, it was still a job. A job's a job. Oh, so. there's there's lots of stories that'll be in my book. Yeah, I so, believe that, man. So I haven't written the book yet. Just know it'll be there somewhere. One, one golden day. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Maybe there's, these are just teasers. But... Because it, it is just interesting. I, yeah. I, I've, as a member of the community and having watched severe weather coverage for over the years, you wonder, like, who makes that decision? And then you, with the, the right. advent of the internet, everybody well, starts to, you know, everybody has an opinion on how and why and what and where. And I've been, I've been fortunate with all my news directors, and I'm going to throw them all in there. And, and, and some different, some are more weather in tune with weather than others. Sure, yeah. The most recent one that I worked with. Uh, is just such an in tune with weather. It's amazing. And so, uh, but be, depending on that, most of them, if not all of them, have let me make those decisions. That's good news. And, yeah. um, well, you're the expert. But right? I, yeah. I, I did tend to bore, to, to make decisions on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, uh, if there's a tornado warning, we would cut in. But uh, I just don't want to scare people. That's, so, that's a. That's and tough, so, yeah. So there's a balance. You want to warn people, yeah. but you don't want to scare people. There's an absolute balance there. And and it's funny though. Like, well, I'll I'll try to I'll try to end it with this because it, it's a wild concept to hear you say back in '03 and that tornado event that you were heralded as having this fantastic coverage, but then you still get lambasted in your job because of ratings. Right. What a crazy concept. Like that is a that's a tough thing to reckon with. For a career as long as you've had, knowing because right. that's you always keep that in your pocket. I assume of going like, ah, oh, geez, man, right. I'm you know, I like to think we saved lives that day and did did good work for the community and good work for the people watching the station. Right. And then you still you can't win. I know. <laughs> you just can't win. Hey, listen, that week was five. That was actually almost seven straight days of severe weather risks. Gosh, it man, it was May fourth, two thousand three. Yeah, May eighth, two thousand three. Five days later, 
Lawrence got hit by a tornado. Did you know that? Really? Five days after that. I didn't remember. And yeah. That, that was the day I made a big mistake. And here we are to a whole other podcast. Oh, geez. Yeah. I should, I should leave. Gary's mistakes. What, it's a hear? tiny list. Yeah, it's got to be tiny. Gary's mistake. No, I, that was one, just a hint, and we could talk about it someday, but uh, I, I thought that, you know, I was, I was thinking that the tornado was going to stay south of Lawrence, but yeah. it turned left. Wow. And when it, usually tornadoes turn right. When tornadoes die, they often turn left. And I learned that day, don't ever say you're safe. Now, listen, 20 sure. minutes before it hit, I reversed what I said. It's good. So I gave 20 minutes warning anyway, yeah. but I got blasted for it. Oh, man, that's so, tough. So people remember See, that for a long you time. You hear that too, like, don't ever say you're safe. Like, this is tough because I get real precise. Well, certainly so. You you kind of, uh, I, think, I think you wear... Bold predictions, you know. Until the like, thunderstorm is gone. Until the thunderstorm is gone. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Hey, hey Brett Anthony, we're on the forecast <laughs> with Gary Lee's at podcast. Can we plug but this guy can in? Can I call you when we're done? Okay, bye. Brett so, Anthony, everybody. So I even answer the phone. Brett Anthony, <laughs> amazing. He works with Weather 2020 also. But Brett Anthony. Um, great meteorologist, great yeah. guy. So call me. I'll answer during our. We'll, we'll take calls one day. We should take calls. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Can we do that? I'm, well, it's, it's up to you. I have. I have. I'm, I can be an open book. I don't know if you can be an open book. But, you know, we'll hey, get there. Hey, we'll get there soon. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, I think we better wrap for now. Should we wrap? Okay, yeah. that's fair. Because this could go on for two more hours. I know. Well, this again, these things interested me. Uh, I, when I got to know you, then you gave me little insights and this stuff. Like, oh, man, I had never even considered, like, again, ratings on severe weather coverage and having the, the, the balancing act. That, so I find it interesting. I don't know if everybody else will find it interesting. I hope everybody will find it interesting. That's and get some answer questions. And in the next decade or so, you know, weather people, that's a whole other, a whole other discussion. Weather people, meteorologists, have become so much more important than ever before. Oh, sure. Yeah. For the newscasts. Yeah. So it, and just like I said, it's breaking. It's always live reality TV. Yeah. The weather is always breaking. When I say new data is coming in, it is always coming in. Sure. The weather is There's new data sources. Changing. We have yeah. more, more sources of data now, so you always have more data to analyze. Yeah. And that'll be in a future podcast. Oh, gosh. That's, right. That'd be a long one. So, Bob Lyons, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thanks for letting me come yeah. back. So, he's usually the pessimist and I'm the optimist. You're pretty <laughs> optimistic today. Today? You think so? Yeah. Well, I'm more inquisitive. Yeah. Is that Maybe that goes in the basket. The inquisitive pessimist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. IP. Yeah, I can work with that. Sure. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, listen, remember, it's sponsored by Results Personal Fitness. And that's on 135th and Metcalf. Excellent. Go to Results. They've got great trainers there. Get your personal trainer. And Uphold Home. Uphold Home's beautiful. And somebody's called. I want to sponsor. Let's get sponsored. Let's get a health insurance. I need health insurance. Yeah? I need better health insurance. I have garbage. Let's get a health insurance company yeah. to sponsor us. If you're if you're in health insurance, sponsor us. Yeah, there we go. Come on, it's United, that easy, right? United Healthcare. Yeah, Blue Cross Blue Shield. We, they we shoot here? for the moon here. Yeah, man, we're getting nuts. All right, thanks for watching Thank and you. listening to the forecast with Gary Lezak and Bob Lyons. <laughs>